0: In the green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for
1: Baylor Athletics. The excitement of uh, uh, so much newness. Uh, You got got a lot of different uh, pieces out there and uh, a lot of potential.
0: The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank Central Texas. By Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. On the web at thebaylorclub.com. By Kaleo Wealth Management. And by Di Fine Jewelers. 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets
1: engaged. Yeah, you, whenever uh, the Big 12 schedule comes out, you're like, man, that's a tough schedule. But that's, again, what makes the Big 12 Big 12 um the, the thing that will be a little different is getting used to not playing everybody twice and uh, uh, when you play them and, uh, I know uh, uh, we're blessed because again um, when you're in the Big 12 there are no bad losses but at the same time there's no easy wins so uh, you get the, uh, uh, the excitement of each and every game is going to be a battle and uh, uh, you've got to bring it if you want to have a chance to be successful and then Obviously, with the non-conference, we've always tried to play uh, uh, a challenging non-conference schedule. Players want to play that, and fans want to see that, and uh, most of all, that gets us ready for what we're going to face in conference.
0: now. From the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton.
2: Taylor basketball coach Scott Drew, the opening of formal basketball practice for the year. The countdown is on to the season opener. I think it's, uh, I think I'm right, either 40 or 41 days from today. Not that I'm counting, <laughs> but uh, don't read anything into that. Right. Just uh, about 40 days, I think it is, to, from today to the season opener for the Bears. The schedule is out. Most of the holes filled in. Still some game times to be determined, but... Uh, for the most part, a challenging schedule for Baylor, as it always is, uh, non-conference and uh, in the new look, Big 12 this year.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting game to see how the team responds after a pretty pretty lopsided loss to Texas at home.
4: Well, we were talking basketball.
3: I I lost my place. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's
2: all right. I'm sorry. I
3: just heard USC. I I just heard first conference. Uh, uh, First
2: conference. I got Yeah, I thought you were
3: talking about USC. My bad. No,
2: we were talking about uh, basketball schedule (laughs) with Coach Drew. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, (laughs) Go ahead. But uh, some of the highlights from the basketball schedule, uh, conference-wise, conference opener is January 6th on the road at Oklahoma State. The, uh, the non-conference schedule includes games against Auburn at the Pentagon in Sioux Falls, Oregon State, and either Florida or Pitt uh, at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, the preseason. NIT uh, play Michigan State in Detroit on December 16th. From there, go to New York City to play Duke at Madison Square Garden on December 20th. Um, and then the first game in Foster Pavilion is January 2nd against Cornell Sort of, I guess that's sort of a soft opening, Aaron, right? To uh, to play Cornell the first game. You think, you know, why isn't it a big game? Right. Like Kansas or Texas or, you know, somebody well, like that. But It, it kind of doesn't need to be. It, that's right. That's exactly right. It's it a is of, a big game.
3: Right. And, I, and honestly, I think it would take away somewhat from the grand opening and it being the first, not grand opening, but the first game sure. for the men there. Yeah. If they were play- if it was a high profile game on national TV,
2: one hundred percent agreed. Okay. Yeah, so uh, that will be the first game in the new Foster Pavilion, January second. The women will play TCU there on January third. Then it's off and running. So we open the season in the Farrell Center and then move in January to the brand new Foster Pavilion. Uh, some other highlights of the uh, Big Twelve schedule: Cincinnati comes to town, January thirteenth. That'll be fun. The Bearcats in Waco. BYU comes to town January 9th. Um, we've got a CBS game on a Saturday in February, uh, February 24th, against the Houston Cougars.
3: That's going to be a
5: That'll big game, an
3: exciting game, and on national television, yeah, on CBS. On CBS. It'll be a sold-out crowd at, at, at Foster Pavilion. That's going to be a great day for Baylor basketball.
2: And just scanning the schedule, I don't think – you know, it's an uneven schedule this year. We, right. don't, we don't play a game at Houston. Houston plays here. Uh, likewise, we play at Kansas, Kansas State, State yeah. and they don't play in Waco either. So <laughs> yeah. there's some of those things you kind of say, "Ah, I wish it was uh, home and home," but it just can't be this year with with 14 teams in the league.
3: Yeah, it's disappointing to not get return trips on some of that, but I'm sure Houston feels the same way yeah, about right. about Baylor. You know, right. they would that's a they would love to have a obviously get the home and home with Baylor and have Baylor play down there, easy sellout. Another huge game on national TV, but I, I think that will happen once the team, once the conference gets to 16 teams. Right. I think you'll have two 18 divisions and Baylor's closest rivals will all be in one of them. Or you may have 14 pods, something like that. Yeah. But I, I think that Houston will be a home-and-home home eventually.
2: Yeah, and whatever the case is, you know it will uh, balance out over time. Right. Like if we don't go to Houston one year, you know you're going to go there next year, something like that.
3: You can tell that the John Moore show is one hour a day and the Matt Moses show is three hours a day because I almost said, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I had to catch myself. I'm that's like, good. that's what Matt says. That's that, good. Yeah, that's, uh, It's. Uh, like you said, it, it'll get evened out as as the schedule, right. you know. Right, after this year. Right, right. But 2024 is going to be a weird year for scheduling. That's for sure. They're going to have a lot of factors to consider, including return trips for a lot of teams that this year that made road trips in football, basketball, baseball, yeah, you know, to schools like we're talking about like Houston to Baylor and Baylor to Kansas State in basketball. Um, you know, you've got these teams coming in, but you still like if you know, UCF needs to come here to return the favor of, of Baylor's road trip. So there's a lot of scheduling to work out for 2024.
2: Yeah, just looking at that, some of those some of those anomalies to the schedule we play at UCF. Now we're talking Baylor men's basketball here. Uh at UCF on January 31st, they do not make the return trip to Waco. We play at Oklahoma State. In fact, the first conference game is at Oklahoma State, January 6th, and they don't play at I Waco. was I
3: thought that yeah, the Houston and Oklahoma I mean that, that Kansas State and Oklahoma State were the two where Baylor has road trips and go not return and trips. Go there and not get a return, yeah. yep. And yeah. I, I think – no, is home and home.
2: Who else? TCU is home and home. Texas, home and home. Kansas, home and home. Is it
3: Texas Tech that comes here and we Texas, don't go out there?
2: No, it's both. That's it's home no, and home, okay. yeah. Last game of the regular season is in Lubbock. So Tech is that way. Oklahoma plays here, and we don't go to Norman. Okay. Uh that's another one. We mentioned Kansas State. right? Who else? Uh, BYU plays in Waco. Uh, no, that's home and home, too. We go to Provo February 20th.
3: So. so it's Oklahoma and Houston are the two that we get home dates. They Baylor gets home dates here and no return trip this year.
2: Cincinnati also. Oh, okay. Yeah. That looks like it, maybe, those three. Should be a fourth one, right?
3: You would think, yeah. Iowa State. Oh, okay. We
2: play Iowa State here and don't go to Ames. So just scanning up and down the right. up and down the schedule. It's uh, it's
3: it, definitely going to be new and different. You know, and that was <laughs>
2: and that was one of the best things about the Big Twelve at ten schools was mm-hmm. you played everybody home and away. It was very equitable football. You played everybody and then just wrote it rotated home or away. You know, year by year. That was one of the really big pluses, I think, of the Big Twelve.
3: Yeah, and but on the opposite end of that, now that it's, it's going to be 16 teams starting in 2024, 14 this year, it is kind of exciting to see some fresh faces True. and some new blood, You know, right. True. some new trips to make, like the, this weekend to the Bounce House right. for Baylor football to take on UCF. I'm excited about that. That's
2: it, exactly. Bring it back to football. We'll visit with Mark Daniels, the voice of the UCF Knights, coming up in the hour. Uh, And Baylor headed to Orlando to play UCF uh, coming up this Saturday. So look forward to that. Somebody asked me yesterday or maybe Monday, said, have you ever called a game in Orlando? And I thought, not against UCF, but we played in the Russell Athletic Bowl there that one year.
3: Was that UCLA?
2: No, that was North Carolina.
3: You oh, see, that was the we're not going to pass game because we don't have a quarterback, but we're still going <laughs> to beat true. you because we're going to rush for 8,000 yards. That's
2: that's the one. Incredible, that's exactly the incredible one. Incredible incredible game. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. So that was in Orlando. Uh not at this stadium. So right, be the first right. time at this stadium. So so that's uh coming up next for Baylor football and uh look forward to that trip, first road trip of the year for the Bears.
3: Yeah, it's uh I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I don't know how – yeah. When we're talking about basketball, I'll ask the same question. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm not I'm not making excuses, but in my defense, we've been talking a lot of UCF, <laughs> and my brain just went right back to it when you yeah, said sure. they're their Big 12 opener. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's uh, it will be interesting to see how the team responds because, you know, it was a long day at the office against Texas Saturday. Yeah.
2: All right. But, very you know, good. maybe
3: a road trip is just what this team needs. I know no. that sounds weird, but – you know, they didn't have a lot of success with those first four games at home. We'll see. We'll see I, Saturday.
2: I think you're right. You I mean, sometimes there's a different mentality when you go on the road and it's just you against the world and all of that. So I, I think that could work in Baylor's favor. i I' got to ask Mark. When we get him on, remind me, ask Mark about uh, where the name The Bounce House comes from. Yeah, <laughs> Do, I, I kind of want to know that too. No, I, I don't either. It is officially. Let's see. Officially, it's a great name for is. a stadium. I know it's great. Yeah, it officially, it's the FBC Mortgage Stadium. Does anybody call it that?
3: No, <laughs> I don't think so. So, what music do they use to jump to?
2: Because uh, Wisconsin
3: uses jump around. Right. They can still use it, but yeah. you would kind of want your own song. Yeah, for the around. bounce house. I have a. I mean, I don't know what they use. They could use Jump by Chris Crisscross. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. That's There's not overused. I mean, you can't overuse Jump Around. It's a great song, but it's already being used by a couple of colleges. So. 44, I know, I'm going to look 000, that up during the break.
2: 44,206 is capacity. It's been sold out since July. Yeah. So that's what Baylor's stepping into coming on Saturday.
3: Well, and that's another thing about th- these four schools in particular. Not only do they get more money, obviously, from revenue distribution from the Big 12 entering a Power Five conference, but – they're also going to get more revenue from selling out games against against teams that they haven't played before, you yeah, know, like UCF with Baylor this weekend.
2: Yeah,
5: very
3: much so.
2: All right, so uh, we'll visit and get more from Mark Daniels, the play-by-play voice for UCF, coming up later in the hour. I hey, want to remind you our Baylor Coaches Show is tonight, live from Rudy, 7 to 8 p.m. Michael Woodson will be there, Baylor men's tennis coach. Mitch Thompson will be there, Baylor head baseball coach. And if you're uh, wondering, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute, where's Coach Aranda? Well, Coach Aranda is there every week of home games and uh, not there the week of road games for Baylor football. So that opens the door for Mitch Thompson and Michael Woodson to be there this evening. Come join us live at Rudy's or right here on ESPN Central Texas.
3: Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hearing from both coaches. I want to hear Coach Thompson about the roster, just in general, yeah. you know, because it's with, with NIL, every year it seems like you're you're remaking your roster. And especially with him, you know, going into his second year, it's going to be a lot of turnover. I just want to, you know, hear his thoughts on how recruiting and how the roster build went.
2: Yep. So we'll have that tonight on the Baylor Coaches Show. Join us either live at Rudy's on the Circle in Waco or right here on ESPN Central Texas or on the KCEN uh, – TV live stream. Uh, They live stream the show.
3: By the way, I think I uh, owe Coach Woodson an apology. I think I said Coach Gravano. I was like, I had oh uh, during the during the press box. Yeah, right sport, but yeah, uh, you know, wrong wrong coach. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So Michael, it it will be Coach Woodson tonight. Absolutely, (laughs) very good.
2: All right, take a break. Back with more in just a moment. Glad you're with us on a Wednesday in the Alan Samuels Studios. Thanks to Alan Samuel's Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Your friend in the car business, on the web at alan samuels dcj. com.
6: The Baylor Coaches Show, tonight at 7 p.m. with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, here on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Join us tonight beginning at 7 and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and head baseball coach Mitch Thompson. That's tonight
6: at Rudy's. That's tonight from 7 till 8 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, right here on
7: ESPN Central Texas.
5: This is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura.
7: Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. (laughs) That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family
5: Ford where our family family makes the the difference. difference. For over 30
2: years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes, and for the next
0: 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas.
1: They have your favorite team's gear at Barefoot Campus Outfitter. New items arrive daily and include Central Texas's largest selection of polos, caps, tees, sweatshirts, and novelty items. Show your Baylor Pride with Barefoot Campus Outfitter, 1508 Spate Avenue Waco, just off I-35. You can shop online at barefootcampusoutfitter.com. Free shipping for orders over $50. Because every day is game day.
5: With your houses lit. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts. At the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive. Close to Jason's Deli.
2: John Morris Show on a Wednesday, brought to you in part by the Pioneer Boys, Pioneer Steel and Pipe, two thousand three South Loop three forty and Highway six. Great new location, so much more space to serve you better. Tradition and experience serves you at Pioneer Steel & Pipe. They are Central Texas' largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building components distributor. Quality and reliability is what Pioneer Steel & Pipe offers with metal roofing. They stock a large variety of panels and colors to ensure your satisfaction when picking out your roof. They also offer structural steel & pipe, sheet, and expanded metal, culverts and gates, H-braces, and fence posts, and purlin tubing, beams, and weld plates. All at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, 2003 South Loop 340 and Highway 6 in Waco, also a location in Bryan, and on the web at PioneerBoys.com. Uh, Aaron, uh, the honors keep coming in for Terrell Bernard, former Baylor linebacker. Bruce in uh, Bruce uh, from Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills fan, keeps uh, me updated on everything that's happening with Terrell Bernard. He was named today the uh, AFC uh, Defensive Player of the Not Week. Yeah,
3: Not a surprise. Isn't that great? Like we talked about it yesterday, but literally a historic night. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. What the entire Buffalo defense did was amazing. I had them in one of my leagues. They scored oh, yeah? 31 points. Ooh, which there is you go. A ton for defense, and a lot of that was scored <laughs> by Terrell Bernard, who just had a game you you would only dream about yeah. as as a linebacker.
2: Yeah. 37 to 3 win over the Commanders. Uh, Bernard filled up the stat sheet. Uh 7 tackles, 5 solo, 2 sacks, one interception, one fumble recovery, two tackles for loss and a pass uh, defended. He became the first NFL player with two sacks, one interception and one fumble recovery in the same game since Bears Hall of Famer Brian Urlacher in 2007. So What a week there for former Baylor standout, now Buffalo Bills standout Terrell Bernard. Fun to watch him and uh, watch him just continue to do in the NFL what he did here at Baylor. He and Jalen Petrie are both doing that same thing.
3: Yeah, not surprised they were outstanding players. They tested off the charts at the Combines, which meant that not only were they great on the field, but they had the physical tools where you knew it would translate to the NFL, and you're, you're seeing it. You saw it right away last year. Uh, Jalen Petrie should have been a Pro Bowler as a rookie. Yeah. But I think they both definitely will be this year in their second year.
2: Man, that is great it's to watch. pretty amazing. Huh. Uh, other Baylor sports uh, soccer left town today. They're headed for the uh, Kansas two-step this week. They'll play at Kansas tomorrow night. They'll play at K-State On Sunday, Baylor Volleyball leaving town again. They'll play Iowa State Saturday afternoon at 2 and then Sunday afternoon at 2 as well for those two. Cross-country goes to Missouri to run in the Gans Creek Classic coming up on Saturday. All right, take a break. When we come back, uh, let's welcome in the longtime voice of the UCF Knights. His name is Mark Daniels, and we'll get uh, the latest from Orlando and the thoughts from there. Check on the Pulse of Orlando as Baylor is set to be uh, the guest at UCF's first-ever home Big 12 Conference game. We'll visit with Mark when we come back. Stay with us. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank, Central Texas, independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007. Also brought to you by DMRA Fine Jewelers, you know D'Amore at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged.
0: This is ESPN Central Texas.
2: Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor.
0: we treat you like family. Bye.
6: In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical dental vision short and long-term disability life insurance 401k and more full-time positions offer 40 plus hours per week hourly employees are paid weekly at alamo steel they believe in above average pay to attract well-qualified individuals apply in person monday through friday eight till five at 2784 old dallas road one block off interstate 35 in Lacey lakeview
4: Oh, it's intercepted.
5: Corey Thornton's got it. He's the 42-yard line. Corey Thornton picks it off, steps in front of the intended receiver, and Thornton gets the big turnover for UCF. Big play, Corey Thornton, interception for him, and the Knights get the football.
0: You're listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Three for six on third downs
4: tonight. The Kansas State 46-yard line, down four early third quarter. McLean back to
5: throw. Timmy looks, he throws downfield. Kobe Hudson's there. Got it! Touchdown! Oh, boy, boom! Kobe Hudson, what a catch, what a throw by Timmy McLean! Touchdown, UCF, and they lead
0: 23-21. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton.
2: I like cuts courtesy of the UCF Radio Network, the dulcet tones of Mark Daniels, play-by-play voice, longtime play-by-play for UCF. And Mark joins us now. And Mark, welcome in. We appreciate you being with us.
4: Good to be with you guys.
2: Yeah, so those highlights from last week in Manhattan, uh, your first ever Big Twelve game against K State. I thought you guys played really, really well, and and pretty much went toe to toe with K State. How'd you feel about it?
7: Yeah,
4: I mean, first off, as you guys know, tremendous environment. We were there back in 2010, but just a great environment. I'd see a purple uh, and great, hospitable fans. They were fantastic, and John, a really good football game into the fourth quarter, to one possession game. You see, have tripled to half. He played that touchdown early third quarter, put him on top, down seven, had the ball in the uh, uh, K-State side of the field. And, you know, a a quarterback made a decision that I think he would take back uh, stepping out of bounds for a loss of 12 instead of facing second down and 10. The game kind of turned there a little bit. uh, And and then a one-possession game kind of grew a little bit. Kansas State, as you guys know, good, tough physical football team. Uh, Will Howard came back and played for them after being – Uh, Questionable. So they deserve the win. I think it was a good experience for UCF. Kind of see where you stack up against a team you think is going to be pretty good, the Big 12. But excited to come home right now to play the first ever conference game of the Big 12 against a team that I think UCF 1 has a lot of respect for and 2 knows is desperate for a win. And those are dangerous teams to play.
2: And I heard Coach Malzon say this week, um, one of the questions was, you know, you, you seem to stack up well against K State. And he said, you know, almost matter-of-factly. Yeah, yeah, we did. We held our own, you know. <laughs> that seems to be the prevailing thought that uh, – and it was even back in the summer that UCF was Big 12 ready, and now you're into the Big 12, and that appears to be the case.
4: Look, y- yeah, I, I I think you can watch that game, and even though Kansas State won by a couple of scores, there wasn't a case of, hey, they're just in two different classes. Again, K-State, I think that line is really good on both sides, and I think if UCF gets a couple – more recruiting cycles by being able to promote where you are playing in the Big 12, you're going to beef up those key areas. I think UCF's defensive front is good. I think their offensive line is also good. But, you know, to play at this level over the course of a nine-game schedule, that may be uh, challenging a little bit. But as far as wide receivers and running backs and quarterbacks, I think UCF feels like they're stepping into the league and can certainly hold their own. The question of a nine-game conference grind is something we'll find out with eight more to go.
2: Mark, what's the ex- excitement level around Orlando, around the UCF campus, with this being the first uh, uh, Big 12 home game this Saturday?
4: Well, it's huge. I mean, obviously, the, the, the two-year buildup of joining the league and then the summer where the season was finally upon us, you know, with just a different level of excitement because of the schedule. And now to actually have a game uh, that, that, that's going to be played in the Big 12 at home, it, it's really special. Uh, John, it also coincides, and for obvious reasons, they're bringing the 2013 team back to celebrate that Fiesta Bowl, a great game against Baylor. Uh, so there'll be uh, almost 70 players of that team back on campus. So there's a there's a big game vibe. And, you know, I, we sold out our stadium for a number of years. The one thing that is different among a number of things this year is the visiting allotment is always sold out now in the Big 12. We expect a great group of Baylor fans to come And no knock on the American, outside of South Florida, they never sold out that visiting team a lot, but often they'd send back a few thousand tickets. So it's going to add to the environment, and I know for some Baylor fans, they'll experience the bounce house for the first time, and hopefully they enjoy themselves, hopefully not too much for us, but I think they'll have a good time in Orlando.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. Where where does the bounce house name uh, come from?
4: Very first game, John, in 2007, no one knew what to expect of this uh, stadium that was built, and uh, of all teams to open up against, it was Mac Brown's Texas football team. As a motorcycle rides by, <laughs> sorry, but no as a motorcycle rides by, but uh, that Texas team, uh, that a Colt McCoy quarterback came in here ranked in, uh, in and a huge game with UCF. Obviously, it opened the stadium, and the first touchdown UCF scored, fans went crazy, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, this structure is shaking a bit. And mm-hmm. It was built that way, um, and uh, for those that experienced the first time, it is unique. Yes, it does shake. Yes, it is safe, um, (laughs) but they'll experience that uh, a few times on Saturday. And uh, the first time you feel it, you kind of wonder what the heck's going on. But that's where the name uh, comes from, that first game of that first UCF touchdown.
2: Interesting. Thanks for the heads up. We'll be ready for that on Saturday. Uh, You mentioned the 2013 season. Uh, What a great year it was for UCF, capped by the win over Baylor in the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, January 1st, 2014. Mark, you were doing the games uh, then. What What do you remember about the lead-up to that game and then the Fiesta Bowl itself?
4: John, that story actually goes back to 2012. The UCF won 10 football games. and kind of felt they had a really good football team. We were facing a bowl ban in 2013. Hmm. Uh, football and basketball had sanctions levied against them. And UCF, uh, uh, it was the only year that the conference, the American, had the Big East BCS slot. And George it was adamant that they should appeal the bowl ban, not because they felt like they were going to get there. He just felt like the, the the penalties were too harsh. And everybody told UCF, don't appeal it. You're never going to win. You're never going to win. UCF appealed and won. Hmm. And uh, it turned out to be the right decision because they went on to win the American that year, going undefeated and getting to the Fiesta Bowl. And I don't know, you know, if they don't appeal to the team of the same motivation that year, I don't know. Uh, that season, UCF went to Penn State, won by three, lost to Steve Spur. It's really good to Dave and Clowney South Carolina team the following week. But then two weeks later, went to Louisville when they were ranked sixth and beat Teddy Bridgewater's team and then just won a bunch of close games. So getting to that stage to play in the Fiesta Bowl, that was just uncharted territory for UCF to begin with. Baylor, as you know, had that incredible offense that year. But I think Georgia Leary felt, look, their team had earned the right to be there. It was an experienced physical football team, and I think they were curious how they would match up against Baylor. You know, it's an incredibly high-scoring football game. UCF was able to run the ball early, dodge some bullets. Uh, Baylor made a few mistakes at UCF, capitalized on a high number of penalties and managed to hold off Baylor uh, late in the football game to win. And as you look back at where UCF's you know, growth spurts were clearly 2013, put the name out there, had to follow up with some successful seasons. But it's always going to be one of the important years in UCF history.
2: Wow. Interesting backstory. That's uh, and that is the only previous meeting between Baylor and UCF. Now uh, we'll see each other regularly in the Big 12. Mark Daniels, our guest, longtime play-by-play voice for the UCF Knights. And uh, it's the UCF offense that's getting the headlines coming into this game Saturday. What is it, fourth in the nation in total offense, 565 uh, yards per game. Uh, you got, and that is uh, in the absence, for a couple of those games at least, of your number one quarterback, John Rice Plumley.
4: Yeah, JRP, uh, you know, took a big hit in the game against Boise State. Link, that game-winning drive for UCF, which was a great win for them. Very few teams go to Boise and win. Uh, And Timmy McLean is coming at quarterback. The numbers, you know, they are what they are. No disrespect to some of the teams we've played. A couple of lopsided football games against Kent State and Villanova, where UCF put up some big uh, numbers. But uh, they've got a lot of weapons on offense. Timmy McLean is a high school legend in the Orlando area, won 40 games in one of the better high school programs, including a state championship at the highest level. He had nine starts at South Florida before transferring to UCF. Ironically, his last start before this year came on our field as a quarterback for South Florida. Uh, But he's athletic. He's got a really good arm, throws a deep ball well. It's experience where I think each time he plays, he's going to be more comfortable. Uh, On the road, tough environment. He made some really nice throws and plays last week. A couple of plays that he'd like to have a a back through an interception that I think he knows uh, was not the right throw. And then that sack that he took in the fourth quarter, he'd like to have back. But Timmy's a guy that's got a great skill set. JRP's experience certainly is something UCF, would like to get back. At some point, I think he's going to come back and play. But I think they feel comfortable. Last week, they didn't lose the game because of Timmy McClain. He helped them stay in the football game. And he's got help uh, when it comes to running backs and wide receivers as well.
2: Tell us about uh, Guest Malzahn and the fit there at UCF. A lot of our uh, listeners will remember him from his Auburn days, now at uh, UCF in his third year.
4: You know, uh, Gus had a great run at Auburn. I think people know how it ended there, and it was just an awkward situation and how Auburn's program at least was being run off the field. It just was one of those situations that you, you know, uh, see a little bit in college football. But I think what happened with Gus was he was prepared to sit out. Um, Terry Mahajer, our athletic director, um, hired Gus at Arkansas State. He was there one year before going to Auburn. They won a conference championship. And Gus says that uh, – the one guy that could have convinced him to come back and coach was Terry. And when Terry called him, Gus looked at Christie and said, you know, I, I think we want to do this. And, John, I think what's happened is, and look, for, for history reasons, obviously, it, it, it's a different culture. I mean, Auburn has run things for decades there at UCF, a different type of pressure. I think Gus welcomed a chance to really uh, run a program, build it the way he wanted to build it, not be questioned about the plays that he called. And when he came here, he didn't know the Big 12 invite was coming. It happened that September of his first year, but was active in the portal, then began to plan on on building a a Big 12 roster. Uh, We're a young university that just does things different because we can. I think he's embraced it. Gus has embraced social media as a way of marketing. He's done some things at UCF that he didn't have to do at Auburn. And, um, you know, I – here in Orlando, uh, you know, Gus can go out with his wife, have a bite to eat, and people will recognize him, but it's not that big of a deal because, you know, it's Orlando a little bit different uh, than at Auburn. So I think he's really embraced that at the same time. He's also adapted, uh, like a number of coaches, to that CEO role, hired an offensive coordinator to call plays, gives them a chance to be more involved with special teams and defense. And I think he likes where the program's at. I think he uh, has enjoyed the recruiting aspect of it the roster-building aspect of it, the challenge of the Big 12, and I think he feels really good about things. Yeah, seems like a really good fit there.
2: Final thought, uh, Mark, uh, for our fans listening here, maybe making the trip to Orlando. Uh, anything uh, they need to know about, anything they need to see, they're on campus around town when they make the trip this weekend.
4: We have a theme park or two in there. I've
2: heard, yes, I've heard. I've been there. There's a few of those. We're <laughs> right. capital of the world. Right.
4: Um, I know some fans are coming in uh, You know, Thursday Uh, So so they'll enjoy some theme parks and restaurants, depending on what beach you want to go to. You're either 40 minutes or 60 minutes uh, away. I think when fans come to campus, they'll see uh, a a relatively new campus. I mean, a lot of the buildings at UCF are are new or or less than 10 years old. I think they'll see um, our athletic village uh, with basketball, football, the athletic dorms, uh, a, a little shopping area. As well, and I think we will see, uh, you know, a, a unique game day environment. I know that Baylor's got a great thing going with their uh, tailgating. I think they will see uh, something unique about UCF—a little bit more of a party, DJ, rock-type uh, uh, atmosphere. Um, and then uh, inside the stadium, uh, if the sun's out, it's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a chance of rain on Saturday, but inside that stadium, when the sun's out, it's very warm. So hydrate and prepare for that and I think they'll enjoy themselves. So again, hopefully we've got a really good football game, but I know UCF's excited to have uh, Big 12 fans come to the area. I think they'll like Orlando, they'll like the east side of town where UCF is at, and uh, we look forward to beginning the long uh, tradition of uh, our opponents in the Big 12.
2: Very cool. Well, we've got some people coming. I know that, and they are very much looking forward to it. Hey, great to visit with you. appreciate your time, and uh, look forward to seeing you in person on Saturday.
4: Sounds good. Safe travels. Thanks
2: Thank you, Mark. Time. Appreciate it. Mark Daniels, the great voice of the UCF Knights, Baylor and UCF, comes up on Saturday. We are on the air with our Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show at 12.30 Saturday. 12.30 would be Central time. I think we need to differentiate, Aaron, between Central and and Eastern this week, Right. right? Since we're playing in the Eastern time zone. But 12.30 Central for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, 2.30 kickoff here on ESPN Central Texas, television Saturday on FS1. So we look forward to that. Mark, uh, a really great guy. I should have asked him. I don't know for sure how many years he's been doing this, but it has been a bunch. He has been there through, uh, through the growth of the uh, UCF campus and program and really has his finger on the pulse of, of uh, things with Knights football and UCF athletics. Great to visit with him. Let's take a break. We'll look ahead. We'll share some birthdays with you. We'll wrap things up when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Kaleo Wealth Management. Kaleo Wealth Management and their team help people chart a path toward their financial goals and also helps them pursue their dreams. 200 West Highway 6 in Waco, 254 is Kaleo
7: Wealth Management. It's fast-paced, it's caller-driven, and it's all Texas. It's the Drake Toll Show on ESPN Central Texas from 12 to 2. Join myself, Drake Toll, and Cameron Stewart weekdays to talk everything from the SEC and Big 12 to the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. If it's sports in the Lone Star State, it's on our airwaves. You can even watch the show live on YouTube by searching Drake Toll Show. It's the Drake Toll Show starting Monday, October 2nd and live weekdays from noon to 2. Thanks for making us your lunchtime listen. Come check out the end of summer clearance sale at Marineland Boating
2: Center, home of Yamaha Boats. Many of our boats are now priced as low as they can go. You don't want to miss out on these incredible deals. Also, for a limited time, we're offering free accessories packages worth up to $2,750 with select Yamaha boats. Imagine the satisfaction you would feel owning a new boat. Visit our website, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com, or Google Marineland Boating Center. You can see in our reviews why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas.
7: Cunningham Realtors with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty for our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too. Please visit ChevyofWest.com.
5: They know steak at Logan's Roadhouse. Everyone will find an entree they love at Logan's Roadhouse, including wood grill steaks, fall off the bone ribs, pork chops, burgers, sandwiches, soups and salads, salmon and shrimp, and those famous made-from-scratch yeast rolls. Dine in the casual dining room or in the bar where you can enjoy a signature cocktail or ice cold beer. Logan's Roadhouse in the Central Texas Marketplace, Waco. Open every day at 11 and until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday nights.
2: You've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes, and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. You'll find
5: gifts for the whole family, jewelry, candles, home decor, and wind chimes at China Spring Country Store. They're also an official Purina dealer, featuring bagged and bulk animal feed for all of your farm animals and pets. China Spring Country Store is also the place to find deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, plus farm and ranch supplies, including gates, panels, and fencing. Go by and say hello to Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store. 9030 China Spring High and at ChinaSpringCountryStore.com.
2: As I talked about yesterday, they are getting a nice little break this week. Uh, still plenty of activities, but not the weekend full of activities that surround a Baylor home football game.
3: I bet they've had a busy, busy, busy month. At the <laughs> the month Club. of
2: September has been very uh, busy. I can imagine. Yep, but, yep. you know,
3: they just handle it like the professional that they are. They it's, do great. It's just another day at the office because. Everything always runs so smoothly.
2: It's another day. It's another night. It's right. another early morning at the <laughs> Evening, office. another brunch, what it whatever is. it may be. That's right. Mike Mosel posted a picture one time of him driving up to the stadium at 4 a.m., arriving at 4 a.m. So that's, uh, that's what they do there at the Baylor Club. We appreciate it very much. You uh, can as well. Check them out on the web, thebaylorclub.com. TheBaylorClub.com. If you have questions, give them a call. Main number is 254-710-8080. Chanel will probably answer the phone. Tell her we uh, sent you by, and she can direct your uh, call to whoever needs to uh, uh, help you with your question. So that is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. All right. Uh, Mr. Mosley's coming up top of the hour. What do you guys have planned, Aaron, between 3 and 6?
3: We will have Drake Toll on. He's got a big announcement oh. about something happening at the station Monday. Oh okay. I'd speculated that he got fired, but that was incorrect. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> no, that's not it. He wouldn't well, be on he, to announce it. I was that. about to say if he's on air making the announcement, I don't think that's it. No. But he's a. Uh, they did the special it's a programming announcement okay. of something starting Monday on okay. the station. So we will hear from Drake who's been on that show the last few weeks. About his upcoming endeavor. And uh, we will also hear uh, part of Matt's conversation with Baylor men's basketball coach Scott Drew from yesterday, where he talked about the release of the schedule. Just an amazing, amazing schedule, conference and non conference for the Baylor basketball team this year. The games against Michigan State and Duke and Auburn at neutral site places. And uh, they got Seton Hall here. Houston here during conference, yep. just a, a ton of great games. And he'll talk about that schedule, the European trip that they took. talks about that. A couple of injuries, nothing major, though. Uh, a broken nose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from, you know, from Kobe a – Toby Walter. A, yeah, yeah, from a uh, kind of a uh, – probably, I'm guessing
2: uh, – Errant elbow. An errant elbow on yeah. a rebound. A team, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll discuss all that with Coach Scott Drew, and we will talk about the big blockbuster trade in the NBA – the Portland Trailblazers send Damon, Damian Lillard to the... Who did they send him to? Because it won the Miami Heat. That's why I'm driving. They sent him uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks. So he joins Giannis. Wow. And on the Bucks, Drew, Drew Holiday goes to Portland. And uh, it's a three-way trade with Phoenix. Phoenix. Sends DeAndre Ayton Ait- to Portland also, and they get uh, Joseph Nurik, the center from Portland, and uh, Nasir Little, one of their uh, backup guards. And then also Portland will get 2028 first and a 2029, and or 2028 and 2030 pick swaps with Milwaukee and a 2029 first-rounder. So okay. not a lot of first-rounders, but they did pick up Drew Holiday and DeAndre Ayton in the deal.
2: All right, very good. So all that coming up uh, in the three hours that is the Matt Mosley Show. Stay tuned for that. Three to six right here on ESPN Central Texas. Birthdays today. Uh, it's Corey Bolt's birthday. Corey is our Senior Associate AD for Student Athlete Success. Isn't that a great title? Isn't that a great area? And Corey is just perfect for that. Uh, so Corey, uh, Corey will be on our tailgate show on Saturday. She's a Georgia grad. She works at Baylor, but she got her master's degree too. in fact, from UCF. So, and her first job was as a GA at UCF. So she's got some history there in Orlando. So she'll be on our tailgate show. And if you see Corey, tell her happy birthday today. It's Julie Covington's birthday today. Happy birthday to Julie. It's, uh, Kaylin Edwards birthday today. It is David George's birthday today. David worked here. uh, He and I worked together at KWTX-TV, and he is now in, I think, Wichita, Kansas. Let's see if I can track that down. I think that's right, or Topeka. Maybe it's Topeka. It's either Wichita or Topeka, working at a station there doing weather. So whenever we play uh, Kansas, David uh, shows up, and it's good to see him. So happy birthday to David George. It is... Quirky Deaton's birthday. Corky and I were in high school together. Isn't that a great name, Quirky Deaton?
3: Absolutely. I like
2: that. (laughs) I don't even know his real Kelly. His his real name's Kelly, but it's Quirky Deaton. Um, let's see. Keith Orcutt's birthday. Played football at Baylor. Great guy. Happy birthday to him. Uh, Jill uh, Phillips uh, Perry. Uh, Happy birthday to her today. Jill, happy birthday. Drew Robertson, former Baylor pitcher. Um. Cory McGregor's birthday, and that's it. That's all I've got today. So uh, good list there. Aaron, who would you add to the birthday list?
3: Got a few today. Avril Levine turns 38. Little Wayne turns 40.
2: When does Little Wayne become Big Wayne?
3: You know, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't think it ever
2: happens. 40 years old?
3: Or just Wayne, maybe.
2: <laughs> just Wayne. That's what I would do. But hey, Wayne. You do lose some know.
3: name recognition, though. They're like, Wayne who? Yeah. And then he has to go to Little Wayne. And they're like, oh, why didn't you just say that? He's
2: got 40 years invested in Little (laughs) Wayne. That's
3: exactly right. So he'll probably (laughs) stick with it. Gwyneth Paltrow turns 50, which is disappointing. I thought she was older than me. (laughs) Steve Kerr, nine NBA titles, five as a player, four as a coach, 100% on his way to the Basketball Hall of Fame. He turns 58. Major League Baseball Hall of Fame third baseman Mike Schmidt, two-time National League MVP. He was also the World Series MVP to go along with the regular season MVP in 1980 and a 12-time All-Star. Mike Schmidt is 73 today. And Randy Bachman from Bachman-Turner Overdrive. And the guess who has a birthday today? Any guesses?
2: Oh, okay. So I'll say 84. He is 80 on the dot. 80. Nice. Bachman-Turner Overdrive. All right, you mentioned – Mike Schmidt in there, Michael Jack Schmidt, great third baseman. Brooks Robinson passed away yesterday. I saw that. Great, great third baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. My story there is uh, in my youth, there was a span when I was collecting baseball cards, and uh, at one point I tried to, you know, kind of gather up the best cards, and it would have been like 69, 70, 71 was the wheelhouse when I had pretty much every card and I kept noticing I didn't have any Brooks Robinson cards. And he was one of the you know big players during that stretch. Mm-hmm. And then it dawned on me, I remembered, Brooks Robinson and the Orioles beat the Reds in the 1970 World Series. You threw them all away. I didn't throw them away, but I put them on a, a clip – and put him on the spokes of my bicycle <laughs> because I was mad at Brooks Robinson because he played I, so well and I beat the that. Reds. I,
3: I totally get that. I was I was there with the uh with the Mets when they beat the Astros. Yeah. In yeah. eighty one, I believe. Yeah. I was such a hu- I was a left handed pitcher, so I was a huge Mike Scott fan. Yeah. And so yeah, I had similar feelings back <laughs> in those three or four years when I was an Astros fan. <laughs>
2: but he just go back and find some highlights of the 70 World Series and Brooks Robinson was just a vacuum cleaner at third base.
3: He was incredible. Yeah.
2: So that's why I have no Brooks Robinson baseball cards. It's really a a tribute to him that I put those on the spokes of my wheels.
3: That reminds me, I have a autographed baseball by him somewhere in my oh, by collection Brooks Robinson. somewhere. Yeah. Whoa, nice. I hadn't taken it out in a while, but I think that may go on the uh go on the dresser.
5: Very
2: nice. Very good. All right. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks to Mark Daniels, who is on with us, the play-by-play voice for the UCF Knights. Tomorrow will be fun. We'll uh, we'll visit with Ricky Thompson, as usual, on Thursdays, uh, talk Baylor football. And then we'll continue with our interviews with the electees to the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame. Guess who's coming in tomorrow, Aaron? Hall of Famer Pat Nunley. Oh, wow. Won't that be fun? It will. I (laughs) look forward to that. We may need more than an hour tomorrow (laughs) with (laughs) Pat
3: Nunley. I'll talk to that next, guy. Yeah, Yeah.
2: see if we can bleed over (laughs) into the next hour. All right, so that's coming up tomorrow. We hope you'll join us then. But right now, we invite you to stay tuned. Matt Mosley is coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. We know people, Aaron, from Big Spring. They're just not coming to mind right now.